0: Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to the John Cast. My name is John Jorgensen, and I can't go online anymore. Uh, I know that might sound really strange from a YouTuber slash podcaster who does the majority of his work and ministry on the internet, but I have actually spent less time online in the past month and a half than I have in a long, long time. Obviously, I've tried to be as consistent as possible during this season of putting out podcasts and putting out YouTube videos, but unless I'm posting something, for the most part, my scrolling and my surfing the web, quote-unquote, that time has been really, really down. And part of it is because I just can't take it anymore. Uh, I've grown really tired of reading posts about... How bored everybody is while I'm, you know, bored as well. And I'm very sympathetic to that. I've just grown tired of seeing it. Um, I can't watch any more stories or read any more statuses or tweets pe- with people venting about how they're social distancing correctly and no one else is doing it properly. Uh, I can't engage in or read any more Facebook debates about the conspiracy theories about how coronavirus isn't even real, or it's actually much worse than we thought. Uh, And, you know, specifically here in Illinois, where I am, there's just, especially in the last week, this sort of spirit of, hey, we have it worse than anybody else. Uh, Our governor and our government sort of laid out a five-phase plan, um, and we're only in phase two of that, and it looks like businesses aren't even really going to be opening up till the end of May, and then possibly no gatherings of more than 50 people until there is a vaccine, which could be not just months, but even potentially years. And here in Illinois, our government's just taking this very, very seriously. And so there's a lot of just frustration and anger. And it seems like everything I see on the internet is so negative right now. And obviously, again, I'm sympathetic to that. I am feeling many of these same frustrations or many of these same confusions or anxieties. But the thing is, uh, I think deep down, we believe that this intense engagement or obsession with the internet, never missing an update or always being in the know or even winning a debate in the comments section, deep down... We think these things will somehow make the situation better. That's what we think. But what I've realized, and I'm sure you have too, is that more often than not, it doesn't make things better. My constant scrolling, spending an hour getting caught in a Twitter rabbit hole, it doesn't help. But instead, the current rhythms of our culture, specifically our internet culture, Only lead me into greater feelings of anxiety and sadness and hopelessness. And so, today, what I want to do, uh, as a small way perhaps to combat this, I want to look at a scripture that I believe not only can counsel us through this trying time, but it can actually transform our entire perspective for how we live within it. Today, we're going to be looking at the book of Philippians, and specifically chapter 4. But this book, Philippians, it's in the New Testament, and it is a letter written by the Apostle Paul to Christians living in the city of Philippi. A little background on Philippi. Philippi was a Roman colony that was extremely and intensely Roman. Philippi was filled with a lot of ex-Roman soldiers, and so there was this atmosphere of intense loyalty to the Roman government, specifically to Caesar as king. And so you can imagine why followers of Jesus were having a really hard time there. Their announcement of Jesus as Lord and King was being met with intense persecution And so, Paul, who helped to start the church there, writes this letter from his prison cell to help encourage these Christians in Philippi. And as he's beginning to sort of close his letter, he writes this in Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 8. He says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice not just when you feel like it. This is me speaking. Don't just rejoice when your circumstances are good. Don't just rejoice when you feel like it. Don't just rejoice on Sunday morning when you're gathered together and Waymaker starts being played. No, rejoice in the Lord always. We'll come back to that. He says, let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, again, always, every situation, Now, I want to remind you of two things that are going on in the background of this text, and I mentioned them briefly earlier, but you may have missed their importance until now. First, let's remember that this text, this letter, is being written to a people who are facing incredibly harsh religious persecution from a global superpower. That's the audience. And second, Don't forget where Paul is writing from. Paul is writing from prison, from inside of a cell. But even though both Paul and his audience are living in incredibly difficult circumstances, Paul's final instructions to them still are to rejoice always, to not be anxious, to find peace in every situation this time of coronavirus and stay at home is likely one of the most difficult seasons many of us have ever faced in our lives. And while the specifics are definitely different, in many ways, we are kind of like Paul and the Philippians. We're living under incredibly difficult circumstances right now. And in these kinds of seasons... It can be so easy to fall into things like negativity and complaining and divisiveness. We're already seeing this. For the first couple weeks, it was, we're all in this together, and now that we're in the second month of it, now that we're in week seven or eight, our true colors are beginning to show the negativity, the complaining is beginning to pop up. And I think this is why Paul's encouragement is so relevant and convicting, not just for this season of stay at home or coronavirus, but for this specific moment, when so many of us are beginning to give over to those temptations, to be negative, to complain, to get into debates, Paul is reminding followers of Jesus who are facing difficulty to rather than focusing on and obsessing over their hardship or their fear or their anger or conspiracy theories that they saw in a YouTube video, instead, focus your thoughts on what is good, on what is lovely, on what is admirable. And this isn't just positive self-talk or motivational mumbo jumbo. What this is, is it is a way to remind ourselves that the reality of Jesus as King and Lord of all is far greater than the reality of any current situation we're facing. And the peace that Paul talks about in this verse, this peace, it's not a product of a better situation. It doesn't happen when you escape the difficulty of your circumstances. This peace, it's not something that just magically happens to us, but this kind of peace requires participation. It ultimately comes from God, yes, but we participate. We step into that peace of God when we refuse to give into the temptation of negative or hopeless living and instead, as Paul says, present our requests and anxieties to God by prayer and petition and ruthlessly and consistently focus our thoughts and our attention on what is good in the world and what is lovely around us, and what is praiseworthy in our homes or in whatever situation we find ourselves in. And if I'm honest, this is really, really hard for me. I think during stay-at-home, I have found something to complain about every single day, whether it's I'm feeling claustrophobic or I can't find any quiet space to get my work done or the weather in Chicago still feels like winter and it's May. I mean, I started this podcast by complaining about all of the posts that I'm seeing online. And my hunch is that this is true for all of us. Whether you call yourself a Christian or not, there will always be something to complain about in any circumstance, not just during COVID-19 or stay at home. But as followers of Jesus, we are invited into the exact opposite way of living. While our world will always find something to complain about, we can always find something to rejoice in. That's what Paul discovered while he was in prison. That's what he's trying to encourage these Christians living in Philippi to do, regardless of your circumstances, regardless of how bleak it looks, regardless of the persecution you're facing, find something to rejoice in. Because Jesus is king, because Jesus is on the throne, there is always good to be found in the world. And when you find yourself able to rejoice and be grateful, even in the midst of the most difficult situations, Well, then you are participating and experiencing the peace of God that transcends all understanding. And so, what I want to do after the break, I want to walk through a little next step practice. It's just a short exercise to help you focus your mind on the things that are good and the things that are praiseworthy in your life right now. And so, I encourage you to hang out after the break, and we'll walk through that exercise together. All right, friends, as always, as we move into the second half of this episode, I just want to invite you to find a comfortable seated position. Uh, and if you're able to close your eyes and as always, let's just start with a deep breath and invite the Holy Spirit to lead our time of reflection. In the passage of Philippians that we looked at today, the Apostle Paul was uh, encouraging these Christians in the city of Philippi uh, to find peace, to seek peace by bringing their request to God, and also by focusing their minds on what is true and noble and right and pure and lovely and praiseworthy. And so right now, I want us to begin to put this into practice ourselves. And so what I'd like to do, how I'd like to go about this, is I will give you a quick prompt and ask you to think about something that is, for example, true or noble in your life. And then I'm going to give you just a few moments to invite the Holy Spirit to bring something to mind, whether it's a person or a situation, something about God, a recent experience. What is true? What are you seeing that is true and noble in your life right now? And so, we'll give you just a few moments to reflect on that, and we'll kind of walk through the list that Paul gives. And so, let's start right there. Um Still breathing deeply, eyes closed. Uh, Invite the Holy Spirit to bring to mind what is true and noble in your life right now. Maybe it's a recent sermon that you heard. Maybe it's the courage that you found recently to tell the truth, either to God or to someone in your life through confession. What's true? What's noble right now? And now I invite you to turn your attention to what is right and pure in your life right now. What actions are you taking or are you seeing others take? And you see it and you say, that, that's right. That's the right thing to do. Maybe it's a specific way you've seen people in your community stepping up to provide care or to provide food for people right now. What are you seeing in the world? Even what are you seeing online that is right And pure. And now ask the Holy Spirit to reveal what is lovely. What experience have you had lately, or what conversation? did you have and afterwards you thought that was just lovely wasn't it Uh, a few nights ago sweet bear set up dinner for us Uh, it was her turn to make dinner and she set it up on our back porch we have this little back porch and we actually had a nice day of weather and so she set up dinner back there and we just watched the sunset and ate dinner together and I didn't use this word then but thinking back on it it was really lovely What is lovely in your life right now? And now I'll ask you to turn your attention to what is admirable. Or who is admirable? Uh, I think right now uh, of the way my sister has been caring for my mom during this season. She has shown up for her time and time and time and time again, even when I was unable to. And that is just so admirable. Her love, her sacrifice that she's so showcasing in this season is so admirable. I look up to her so much for that. Uh, where or who? are you seeing actions in that is admirable right now? And finally, I want to invite you to turn your mind and attention to what is excellent and praiseworthy. And this can be something very, very spiritual, like an attribute of God, or it can be something that we don't think of as spiritual, like a great TV show that you've binged during quarantine or a really good book, or maybe it's the way your church or a friend is responding to COVID-19. Right now, as we close this time, just think, what is excellent? What is worthy of praise, even in a world filled with darkness? God, we want to finish this time of reflection as we have thought about all the things that are true and right and lovely and praiseworthy in our world, even now. God, we want to finish this time by thanking you because we know, God, because scripture says that every good and perfect gift comes from you all of this goodness all of this rightness everything that is worthy of praise that we have thought about that has come to mind during this exercise it is all a gift from you god and we thank you that you are still bringing goodness and rightness and purity and loveliness into the world even now and lord we ask as we go that you would help us to think about such things consistently And that you would help us to have the discipline and the strength to bring our anxieties, to bring our requests to you with prayers and petitions. And as we do, with the peace of God which transcends all understanding, guard our minds and hearts in Christ Jesus. Jesus, we pray this in your precious name. Amen. Well, Thank you all for listening. I hope that exercise was refreshing and helpful for you to just, it's a simple thing, but just find some positivity to find some good right now. I know that's something that my soul needs. Perhaps that is an exercise that you want to return to. And if so, I encourage you to do it. Uh, Thank you all for listening. I'll see you next week as we continue in this Word of Life series by looking at another scripture to stand on. Until then, I love you all. I'm praying for you. Keep being awesome.